You're listening to the Canes Country Podcast with Brett Finger, Justin Lape, and Kyle Morton. July 10th, 2018 was the last time I spoke to Brett Finger, but guess what? He's joining me now. Brett, how you doing? Hey, Justin. It's been a long summer, and uh-huh. we haven't really been able to catch up. Um, first and foremost, technology seems to hate you, and we mentioned that on our last episode back at the beginning of August. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to uh, update the listeners about your constant issues with technology, including Twitter and your computer? Uh, yeah, I'll outline those real quick. On June, no, I think it was late June, early July, um, my Twitter account got locked. And uh, they said the reason for that was because I'm not over the age of 13 and I'm not allowed to use the app. Um, I've had a Twitter account for about seven years now. And uh, I, I can confirm to you now that I'm over the age of 13. So <laughs> I found this really odd. So, um, since then I filed a, a, uh, report, I guess, a, a review of my case. And, um, I was told about a month and a half ago that, uh, I was going to be getting my account back and then they'd give me more information, quote, soon, unquote. <laughs> and, um, what's today? It's August 31st, almost September. I've heard nothing back. So that's an interesting situation, and that has no end in sight. And, uh, yeah, my computer. So I don't know what happened to it, man. I I, I don't know what happened to it, but apparently something uh, something uh, something happened, let's just say. And the, dis- <laughs> the, uh, the display on my, uh, on my MacBook Pro was just cracked. It was just cracked. So... Um, I promise you, I, I didn't drop it. I didn't, I didn't punch it. I didn't hit it. I don't know what happened. I just opened it up one day and it was just cracked. So I just sent that in and man, uh, I've, I've, I've worked for Apple, um, but I've never like had to like send in something to get repaired. Oh my gosh. It's so much money to repair, uh, an Apple, uh, product. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of how my summer's been. So we're going to actually transition into something we haven't done in a while, and that's actually reading our reviews. Um, we haven't paid attention to them over the summer, and we truly apologize for that. Um, we've only had about four episodes, so we and some pretty some pretty engaging content between Hamilton and and Skinner Trade and all that stuff. Um, but we also always want to thank you guys for all your support. So. Um, in one of our, uh, reviews, we actually have some questions and some comments that, that Brett and I will address. So, uh, first and foremost, thank you guys. We're five out of five stars on, on iTunes, uh, with 21 ratings. So that's pretty good. Thank you. We really appreciate it. So the first, we're going to read two reviews today and uh, there's one with a question that Brett and I will try to answer on the spot. We haven't been able to look over it. Um, so the first one um, is from C. Babcock 8. I wonder if it's um, Mike Babcock's long-lost son. What uh, do you think? It might be. Uh, <laughs> I like this one, though. Go ahead, read it. Yes. Um, it says, awesome podcast. Oh, they give us five stars. And titled which, was it, odd, which was odd, considering yes. what the comment is. <laughs> yeah, get ready for this one. Um, it's five stars. It says, CC podcast. Awesome podcast not burdened by towing the company line. The only downside mm. is different volumes <laughs> from various speakers. He mm. has a point there. Well, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. But then he finishes up with it, with it saying, and people not being funny when they think they are. So well, well, the question the question there is, who whose fault is that? Is, is, is it mine? Is it yours? Is it, Or is it Kyle's? I think it's mine. I, I, I will take yours. responsibility. Uh, well, to be fair um, – well, thanks for the five stars. I mean, that's kind of that, I mean, that's really kind. Um, it was it, I saw the five stars, and when you see a five star review, you think it's going to be uh, pretty positive. Um, uh, <laughs> so that was a surprise. But to be fair, he made zero points that were incorrect. Everything he said in that review was correct. So um, 
maybe it's oh man i don't know i i think we all are unfunny and we think we're funny so i don't think it's just your fault yeah i just i guess we're gonna have to work on that as we head into this next season um, i mean it's not gonna get better i mean we're not gonna yeah. all of a sudden start being funny either you think we're funny or we're not and we're not yeah, by the way if you think we're funny you're wrong so uh, <laughs> yeah we're, we're yeah we're not good um but and you'll still expect those those pretty lame puns from Brett and mm-hmm. and my attempt to nervous laugh whenever something goes wrong. So yeah. Um, but C Babcock A, thank you for that. Um, but we're gonna transition to another one. Um, it says Kane's Country equals five stars. Uh, you know what? We should just put that honestly in the bio or that something. That should be the new. Uh, that should be the new title of the podcast. Kane's country equals five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from not vid Lozo. And in to pre, pre excuse me, preface this. Um, it's, it was April 19th. So it, it's been a while since we read. These. It's been a couple um, of weeks now since that one. Was so written. some, yeah. So some of this is, is dated, but some of it could actually be relevant. Maybe. Um, so what it says, Hey guys, Cam Ward's record will be with the hurricanes this year. <laughs> how many goals will jeff skinner score this season (laughs) yeah um hey guys i'm really over enthusiastic about hockey so are we uh and i love being able to communicate with you on a regular basis we really appreciate that um i really enjoy the last episode i know it's not as fun for you guys to do especially after watching the hurricanes stay mediocre which i appreciate his kind of adds to the fun really i mean yeah I appreciate the empathy, though. So be, I mean, it, to be clear, uh, I prefer them to not be mediocre. But I mean, I think there's fun to be had regardless of of how good the team is. It's fun to make fun of the team too. I mean, we've been doing that for a long time now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're the best. We love to make fun of them. Um, but hopefully the change, or he goes on to say, but hopefully the changes Tom Dundon will be implementing are for the better. And next year they can finally take the step of being a playoff team. We hope that too. If you do get the chance to read this on air, we are. I want to know what do you think the chances are the Hurricanes could seek out to trade for Nicholas Backstrom from the Washington Capitals? Um, he mentions that uh, Alan May popped on Greg Wachinski's ESPN on Ice podcast. Uh, that's not a, prom- a promotion. We it's we're reading it. Uh, only subscribe to us. Thanks. Um, but he has two years left at a $6.8 million cap hit, and he could be a perfect complement with Jordan Stahl. Um, but the downside is that he will be 31 in November, so you probably have both good or semi-good years ahead of him. Um, let me know what you think of the idea. He also brings up the possibility of trading Jeff Skinner, but of course. Uh, how do you know? <laughs> he knew. Um yeah for sure um and he said sorry to throw all these crazy ideas out they're just things i think would be upgrades on the canes roster and hopefully scott darling just puts up a 9 to 10 9 15 goaltending i think he can do it i hope he does thanks for the podcast i'll be listening to you guys in the summer too love the draft stuff keep up the great work thank you first and foremost for that comment um but this user does bring up a great question um they asked if we could seek out a trade for Nicholas Backstrom. Now, while that may seem a tad unrealistic, um, one thing the Hurricanes still have yet to address this offseason, and I guess we'll see how the storylines emerge during training camp, which is only, you know, two weeks, so two weeks, three weeks yeah, away. it's like two weeks. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's coming up. We're, we're hitting September now. So um, the one thing they still failed to address was their offense, truly, in, in the first-line center role. Um, Brett, will they fix that before the season, or do you think there's an internal candidate uh, that could fill that hole? Um, well, for starters, I don't think they're going to get anybody outside the organization for that role. Um, Backstrom would be amazing. Backstrom is an, an elite player. Um, uh, so I, I don't see Washington wanting to part ways with him because, um, I mean, they just want to stand like up and. You know, they have a lot of that same roster coming back, so they probably believe that they can do it again. Um, other than him, I mean, I don't. I've been disconnected from Twitter, so I don't know about all the rumors lately. I know that Max Pacioretty's agent uh, went on a big old tirade on Twitter the other day. I do know about that, um, but he's not a center. Um, 
Really, and, and Justin, I disagree with one thing that you said. Um, when you said that they didn't address the offense this offseason. I think, I think in a sense they did. Um, is, so Cliff Pooh is the answer. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't been on a podcast since Skinner got traded. Um, I haven't talked yeah, about him uh-oh. at all. I, Here come the hot takes. <laughs> and I haven't been on Twitter either. I haven't even been able to say anything. I, I get my opinion out there. Not that anybody cares about my opinion, but... Um, so maybe we can talk about that in a little bit, but Skinner got traded. So there goes about 20, 25 goals. Um, let's do the math. Um, so let me just look up hurricanes, transactions, and let me, let me just see. I spelled hurricanes wrong. Um, <laughs> do you want me to fill time? <laughs> um, it's tough when you don't do this in a studio next to each other, so I can't yeah. see that you're typing. So. Okay, so, okay, so they got Dougie Hamilton. That's about 15 goals. So that's 15 that's for fair. Hamilton at least. He had 17 last year, so that's I'll write it down, 15. Michael Furling got 20. I'll write down 15 for him too because I think it's a bit of a stretch to expect him to get more than 20 goals again. I guess it depends on who he plays with. I think 15 is probably fair. Um, Adam Fox won't play in the NHL this year. Lindholm, I mean, how much goal production does he have? I mean, you can you can hope for like 12. So let's write down 12. Uh, you know, I'll write down 15. Let's be fair. Hannafin, uh, I'll write down 10. So in that, in the trade with Calgary, I, the Hurricanes gained, I think, five goals probably. Um, for this upcoming year. Okay. And they got rid of, got rid of Skinner. So that's, you know, that's we're at plus five right now. Skinner is going to be like twenty five. So minus twenty five. You're at minus twenty. So you're at minus twenty goals. Then you get to consider Andre Svechnikov and Martin Natchez. I think that twenty goals between them this year would be a disappointment. I think. I think Svechnikov can put up at least 20, and I think Natchez can put up at least 15. That's 35. Then that's 15 over. Um, any other big deals? Or Derek Ryan left. So are you banking on – I think I think it's pretty easy to replace Derek Ryan's offensive production. I mean, he wasn't a bad offensive player, but he's a, he's a serviceable guy, and whoever is put in the role uh, in the middle six center unit – uh, I think that'll be. I think whoever does it will be able to re- replicate that, be it Natchez or or whoever. Um, so did I mean they got rid of some players, but I think they added enough to at least be the same on offense, if not better. Um, I think Svechnikov and Natchez have a real good shot of both being in the Calder conversation. Um, so I and, and Dougie Hamilton's a big ad. Michael Furlan's a big ad. There, you know, they. It's not like they traded all these players and and didn't bring anything else in. So it's I, I like what they did, quite honestly. And that's the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh- <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, thank you. This has been another episode. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I I think one thing that's also fair to say is you you mentioned Derek Ryan. And I think it's fair to say that Skinner's offensive production could have been hampered a little bit by being paired with Derek Ryan. Um, I, I, w- I would love to see, and I would honestly kind of be happy for him, um, to see the offensive output that, that Jeff Skinner's going to put up this year. Uh, if he plays with Eichel or Casey Middlestat, then I, I think he's going to be you know at least a 30-goal scorer and, and more assists, too, because... I think Skinner, you know, he has a great shot, but I think he's he's a very good playmaker as well. So I think 70 points is still fair, and I think I kind of predicted that on last episode. Um, so, yeah, it. I don't know. I just – the, the first line center points? role still – I think so. Huh. I think so. All right. What, what is his career high? 60, 63? 63. I, I know he 63, has 63 I think. in his rookie year. I think it's the most points he's ever had. So. Oh, yeah. If he plays with Eichel, there's no reason he can't hit 70. I think so. If he stays healthy and he plays with Eichel, 70 points is easy, I think. Um, it, 
a high ceiling would probably be 80. Um, I don't think he's a nine. I don't think he's a 90 or a hundred point player. No way. Um, but I, I mean, I think 60, 70, I think, you know, range. I think he'll get 60. That's what I think about 60. I don't okay. think his offense is going to jump up too much because like, as like it kind of settles in, like you kind of start to think about there. I mean, as bad as it is, to see Skinner go, he wasn't a perfect player and no, he frustrated us a lot with his defense and his lack of willingness to play defense and try. Um, so, I mean, maybe this will, you know, motivate him. It is a contract year. So yeah, I guess 60 you're saying anyway. So did you just call Jeff Skinner the equivalent of Alex Semen? No, I did not. Um, <laughs> I, I, Summer of I, hot takes continues. I very, I very much like Jeff Skinner, but he had his deficiencies, and you know, I I hope he is. I hope he's able to kind of turn it around and be a very good NHL player because I think he uh, is very much capable of doing so. Fair enough. So earlier you mentioned Alan Walsh and and his tirade. I think this is something very interesting that we should talk about a little bit here. Um, so here's a few quotes or, you know, taking context from his tweets. Um, he said that Max Pacioretty has stated repeatedly that he loves Montreal and wants to remain in Montreal. Um, but then he alludes to sources and he says that the sources are coming from the club. Um, and he says that um, it was Montreal that traded Max to L.A. at the draft and it was a, in all caps, done deal subject to Max signing an extension with L.A. And then he just continues on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett, is this a is this good for an agent to be doing right before training camp with one of the captains of a very high market Canadian NHL team? Um, this is really interesting. Um, I may be wrong here, but I believe I saw that uh, there was a rumor from French media in Quebec. Uh, talking about how he demanded a trade, Patre demanded a trade. And I think that's what kind of triggered this whole thing. And Alan Walsh uh, is kind of known for being a loudmouth, very protective, and, you know, he's not afraid to, you know, put stuff out there like he did. Um, So if there was any agent I'd expect that from, it'd probably be him. That being said, I mean, is it a good thing? I mean, it just kind of adds more tension to to this whole thing because I'm surprised he's not traded yet, Pacioretty. And apparently there was a trade in place, but I guess Pacioretty didn't agree to an extension with the Kings before uh, the draft. So is it good? Uh, I don't know. It's tough. Unless, I mean, it's not... It would be different if Walsh was trying to force the hand of Montreal, um, but it's not. I mean, apparently Pacioretty wants to stay in Montreal. Um, I wouldn't, but he does. So I don't know, man. It's weird. It's just it's just weird. I don't know if it's good or bad. Um, I guess we'll see. Yeah, the the weird thing to me is that you know the reports coming out that he he said no to the trade to L.A. Honestly. I don't get that. <laughs> you know, well, he didn't it, say no it, to the trade. Apparently, apparently, it was the the deal was based on Patchetti signing a an extension in L.A. So I got the gist that he either did not want to sign an extension in L.A. or they just couldn't come agree to terms. But for you, if you were a player, would you want to end up in Southern California? or in a very, very tough media market in Canada that critiques your every move. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't get that. I for you know another thing is that the, the LA Kings are getting old. But and they at least you Yeah, <laughs> and at least you know they have uh, that core intact though. You know, that you're gonna have Drew Doughty, you're gonna have Jonathan Quick, you're gonna have Anze Kopitar. Um but so you have a sense of direction, and you know that they'll stay pretty competitive. But the Canadians seem to just continue to trip over their own foot. Um, I I don't get it. 
I, I think that he should have accepted a trade, and then now this is just going to make it even more awkward for him um, as he heads into training camp with, with his his uh, his agent going on Twitter tangents. You know, it, it mm-hmm. it's very strange, very strange indeed. Um, maybe he just wants to hit the open market. What? Maybe he just wants to have a really good year, hit the open market, and see how much money he can get. Uh, and we don't know the, the deal that was proposed by L.A. or, or what – that was all about i I, it's weird and it is weird though uh i agree with you i'd rather if i was a hockey player i'd probably rather play than lost in los angeles than in montreal um for a lot of reasons uh many many reasons but i don't know that's tough uh I just, I just don't know how this is going to end. I don't know what the end game is. Is, is Pacioretty going to be Canadian this year? Because if so, um, that just seems weird. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, I, it's tough to it's, envision. It's an awkward situation. And again, Carey Price's contract uh, extension kicks in this year. And He's, what, 30? Yeah. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's basically, it's going to look bad by year three. I mean, he's still one of, if not the best goaltender in the world right now. Um, but he's coming off injuries. Yeah, bad and year. now he has a gigantic contract to live up to. So, um, yeah, it, it makes it awkward. They're another team that's going to struggle. And that leads us into our first uh divisional preview we're going to start with the atlantic and we have about four weeks until um the hurricanes kick off their their 2018-19 season so uh yeah we're going to go ahead and get into some of the other divisions what what they look like uh you know how the landscape has changed you know with players moving and, and such um so no better team to start at right after talking about max patch ready than the montreal Canadiens. now they continue to be a team um, with no certain clear direct clear direction, but you know what they have on their team. Um, first and foremost, Carey Price. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he's world class. He's a world class goalie. Um, but you know, coming off those injuries is tough. Um, but you still have, um, you know, Max Pacioretty. You um have another year older of Jonathan Drouin. Um, but the the most uh. Pause. Three, two, one. The most um, prominent move they made was acquiring Max Domi from the Arizona Coyotes. Now, this was a really interesting move because you ship out um, Alex Galchuk, who they never really gave a true chance at center. Um, Now, Arizona basically comes out and says, hey, he's going to play center. Um, So what are you going to do with Domi? Do you put him at center as well or do you shift him to the wing because he doesn't seem to have the size for a center um and no real experience that i i, I can recall um so yeah brett where, where do you see him him fitting into that lineup uh montreal is kind of like carolina in that they are really looking for a first line center and look if they don't think galchenyuk is going to be that guy uh i don't know why they think domi could um, in my opinion, Galchenyuk is a better player with a higher upside than Domi. Um, Domi's a good player, but, uh, Galchenyuk, if, if you give him the chance and you give him the, the opportunity and you kind of bear with him a little bit, I think that's worth the, worth the trouble, I guess. Um, if, 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 I mean, I guess, sure. I don't know. I mean, Montreal is just a train wreck and if they think that Domi's going to be a a first line center or or whatever i don't know what they're going to do with your win um it's just it's weird it, <laughs> yeah it's just uh, that's what i'm I, saying I, I there's no the yeah like, i just don't get the trade ultimately i don't understand it and i i think Domi's going to be a winger probably um and it that trade just didn't make Montreal better. It just didn't. So I don't know. He's feisty and competitive, which is good. So if if you need a feisty center that isn't a center, uh, then yeah, sure, then he's a center. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it and I have to disagree with Corey Pronman. Uh, he is a guy that studies prospects inside and out for the athletic. Um, but he ranked their system pretty high. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know he watches way more games than us. But at a, a simple glance, it, 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 there's no true A-chip prospect there. Um, I think that they truly need to clear house and start over. And that's tough to do in a market like Montreal. Um, but in order to to kind of be ready for post carry Price or whenever carry Price hits that wall and starts in to decline. years when he retires after his contract yeah, is done. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to be a Cam Ward situation where they have respect for carry Price, but they know the future doesn't lie with him. Um, and I think they're going to really struggle out of the gate. With Shea Weber injured, um, you know, an already aging Shea Weber, but he's still somewhat productive. Um, I think he's going to be, that's going to be a big hole in the defense. Uh, so I think they're going to be a team that's truly going to struggle this year. That's fair. I agree with you. I mean, there's no reason to think that they're going to be any sort of contender unless something drastic changes. Um, let's move on to Boston and, uh, perhaps my favorite player of all time signed there over the off season, Joakim Nordstrom. Uh, oh, who went, who went, I did the research and I tweeted it. Uh, he went. He went. Like, <laughs> we don't have those went, tweets anymore, Brett. He went, he went 57 games without a point. He played that about 700 impressive. minutes, 700 NHL minutes without a point, and he got a two-year deal, one way, a million a year from Boston. Hopefully, he does well. That I mean, good good luck to him. But Boston's gonna be good again. Uh, they have. I still like their mix of youth and, and veteran guys. Of course, Patrice Bergeron is a uh, a contender for the Selkie every year. Uh, David Pasternak is a rising star, and he's extremely, extremely good. Uh, Jake DeBrusque is a really good player, too, that I think is going to be really solid this year. He had a great playoff last year. Uh, he led the team in goals. Um, it's I think it's a, a lot about if Tuka Rask can can bounce back and be the goalie that they need him to be. But even if he struggles a little bit, I think they're going to be a really solid team. Uh, they had 112 points last year. I don't know if they get up that high again, but I mean that's a good team with a really good roster. What do you think? Yeah, they're, they're a team that they just keep rebuilding on the fly. And every year that you think, oh, they're just getting older and, and they're going to struggle, the young guys produce. Um, you know, a few years ago, the Pasternak was a, uh, was a good surprise. And, and, and now they just have McAvoy in there. And, I mean, they're just, they're just a really solid team. Um, but as you said about Tuka Rask, yeah, he, he started to struggle a little bit last year. But now I think he's even in an even better position. Uh, Anton Hudobin moves on in free agency, but they bring in Halak. And Halak was a guy that started a lot of games with the Islanders and could take a big load off of, off of Tuka Rask so that Rask is able to be re- refreshed and be able to play in those big games against like teams like Toronto or Tampa Bay. Um you know, stick a lock in there for, you know, against the Panthers or whatever. I was kind of um, hoping, I was kind of hoping that the Hurricanes would sign a honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's, he's still a very solid goaltender. Is he your number one? No. Um, I, but he can definitely be in a one, a one B situation. So it, it was his, surprising. His numbers last year weren't even terrible. I mean, they were about average on that team, on that Islander team yeah. that had no defense. And their defense is just getting older and older. But, um, you know, the big question mark, I there's not been any uh, announcements so far. Um, but, Brett, is this the last year we see Zidane Ochara? Uh, you have to think that it's it's getting there, right? I mean, he's... Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's surprising, really, how he's played as long as he has at uh, the age he's at now. And also, he's so big. You know, like it's surprising that like he had his body hasn't like worn down more than it has, but uh, he's still a serviceable defenseman. I mean, it it might be his last year. He's what forty forty one now. Uh, he's yeah. He's he's getting there, I think. Um, 
I guess there's no way of telling until, you know, he either retires or I guess we'll see. I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. He's getting the big, there. Yeah. And I think that if they're in a, you know, a really solid playoff position come the deadline, I wouldn't be surprised to see them be big buyers uh, this year, especially with maybe Char on the way out. So, I mean, they're always a team that they frustrate you, man. Like you just think that, oh, okay, maybe, you know, it'll be a good night. Nope. They're, they're just such a tough team to play against. But what's really good about Boston is that they're great drafting. They're great at drafting. Um, when they had those three consecutive picks, that's kind of where they kind of screwed up a little bit a couple of years ago in the draft. But they got DeBrusque, and DeBrusque looks like a real good player. And maybe Jacob Zaboral will end up being good too. But they got Pasternak late. They got, uh, they got Carlo. They got... Um, McAvoy, they got him middle of the first round. They took him the pick after Jake Bean, which uh, yep. doesn't look great for Carolina. Doesn't look good right now. Not that Jake yeah. Bean won't be a good player, but McAvoy is incredible. He's amazing. He was the best rookie defenseman in the league last year. So, you know, it's they're great at drafting. They don't need to rebuild because they're so good at finding value uh, outside of, like, the top ten picks. So that's a really big credit to them. Another team that's going to be tough to play against this year is the Toronto Maple Leafs. As if they weren't already, they went and got the biggest fish in the sea, and that is John Tavares. Oh, um, he signed Tavares? his. Yeah, yeah. Did you not? Did you not know? It, it only made every single headline. Man, you really I have been gone from Twitter in a while. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, yeah. They're they're gonna be okay. They're gonna be okay for they'll, sure. They'll be all right. Um, but I think outside of Tavares being the big fish in the sea, and we obviously know what he brings, he's going to probably put up easily 90 points, 80 points, yeah. um, and and be you know the number one center. It may maybe number two. I don't know. Imagine, Depends on where they imagine. S- imagine having Austin Matthews, John Tavares, and Nazem Kadri. Imagine that. That Kadri, is just. And Kadri's the yeah. worst of the three, and he's had like two consecutive 30 goal years. So. And- isn't it going to be insane when they lose in the first round it's to the Boston be, Bruins? It's going to be crazy. <laughs> oh, man, Toronto will implode. But I think the crazy thing is, like, you know, everyone's focused on Tavares, but there were a lot of moving parts this this offseason with them. Um, first and foremost, Tyler Bozak and, and, and James Van Riemsdyk out the door, uh, one to St. Louis, one to Philadelphia. Um, which they were two players that stuck through the the kind of stinky years, I guess, for Toronto over the past, you know, bef- before the Marner and, and Matthews and Nylander era. Um, you know, they, they they stuck through some pretty bad Toronto teams. Yeah. Um, but, remember when, you know. Remember when Bozak was uh, labeled as, like, the next, like, first-line center when he was putting up good numbers with uh, Phil Kessel? Yeah, I, I mean, that. couldn't anybody put up good numbers with Phil Kessel? Especially when that that was their only offense, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but I think they also kind of lost some needed dead weight, more or less. Um, Thomas Placanic was a deadline buy that obviously didn't put them over the edge, but, you know, they had to do something. Um, he goes back to Montreal uh, which is That's the thing that was going to be expected. It was kind of weird that he yeah. was in a Maple Leafs uniform anyway. Um, Roman Polak is finally gone from the Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah. which seems strange to say because like, he was always like this, this scapegoat of, always, of all the issues. Every game, every game you go on Twitter after a Maple Leafs loss, and it is just Roman Polak parade on there. It's just it was great to see. I'm going to miss yeah. it. Yeah. Um, another one is Leo Komarov. Uh, I'm glad for them that they dodged the bullet there because uh, he goes to the Islanders with, with former general manager Lou Lamorello. And, yeah, that was a contract they didn't need. They knew that was coming up. But, I mean, I think now that you see the actual results of what that contract is, and you're like, oh, gosh, they really did dodge a bullet there. Yeah, um, they get Andreas Johnson re-signed, which is which is big. He's a really big complimentary piece, um, young guy that that you know. I really like him. Yeah, 
Yeah, he could be a really, you know, he could have a really big year this year. Um, you know, kind of one of the sleepers on that roster for sure. Um, they signed some depth pieces uh, in Tyler Ennis and Jordan Subban, just in case. Um, but they also add former Hurricanes legend Josh Joris. Oh, um, yeah. Brett, what are your point projections for Josh Joris this season? Uh, seven games, one assist. Oh, he's not going to play 82 games next to John Tavares and put up seven games, 300 points, seven games, <laughs> one assist. Okay. Seven games, one assist minus two right here first. Um, but without a doubt, I think that this team's going to be, uh, a real competitor for the Eastern conference championship. And whether that leads to a Stanley cup final, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I personally, I would like to see it. I mean, Toronto, I give them credit that they, you know, they've suffered through the past few years. But, like, if you have all these parts, you got to come up with something. And I, I would I would love to see the reactions coming out of Toronto if they ever won the Cup. Um, mm-hmm. You know, their fan base can be kind of annoying at times. Sorry if we have any all fellow Leaf listeners or something like that. But, uh, yeah, their, their fan base can be a little rough. But, uh, you know, you got to give them credit. I, I, I think they're passionate about hockey. They, they oh, love hockey. Sure. They love their team that I can respect. Yeah. Though so we can all be obnoxious sometimes. If they don't pass the first round, even if they don't pass the second round, I think that there's going to be some big uproar. And I think it would be ultimately a disappointing season. They have to get past the first round. They cannot for the third consecutive year be out in the first round. I don't no, think. no, they gotta. No matter, they gotta get past it. yeah, no matter what the seating, someone's got to step up. Um, and, and they something be, they have, they should be in a pretty good spot. I mean, they added Tavares. That's a big deal. <laughs> like they should be able to yeah. get a potentially top four seed in the East. And if they do that, they have to get past the first round. And the number one thing is they still haven't re-signed William Nylander. Um, he kind of sets the tone for how the other two of the quote unquote big three uh, are going to are, are going to earn. Um, so yeah, it's, that's going to be interesting um, to see where his contract ends up because it, ultimately it does affect Matthews and Neil or excuse me, Matthews and Marner. So um, yeah, I, I, I think they're going to be a very, very solid team. All right. Let's talk about Detroit. Detroit. Ooh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so Zetterberg, so Zetterberg's in a tough spot. He has a back injury that might end his career. That would be really unfortunate. Um, I mean, Detroit's still uh, kind of on the uh, kind of on the interesting uh not so good side of things they they extended dylan larkin this offseason they extended anthony mantha uh they drafted philip zadina which i will i will point this out detroit had a great draft um they had a really good draft um yeah honestly zadina they, fell to them yeah they were the winners from this from this draft in my they got, opinion they got zadina and they got joe valeno uh, those two picks could end up being huge as soon as in Zadina's case, maybe next year, Valeno in two or three years. Those are those are really good picks. Um, I mean, outside of that, they didn't do a whole lot. They kind of just took care of some in-house stuff. They they re-signed a fantasy U. Uh, they signed Chris Terry. Uh, <laughs> they signed <laughs> they signed Jake Chelios too, former Hurricane uh, or Checker. Uh, they got Thomas Vanek back. He's probably going to be another rental. Uh, they extended Mike Green, who didn't get traded this past year after a lot of rumors. Uh, their goaltending should be fine. Uh, they got Jimmy Howard still, and they signed Jonathan Bernier. Um, outside of that, though, I mean, not a whole lot. You, uh, you'd have to think that they're still going to be near the bottom of that division, especially considering how good the teams are at the top of the division um, with – Toronto and and Montreal being an all-star team pretty much. Um, uh, that was a joke. Uh, cut this. I'm totally, totally <laughs> – No, we're keeping this in. I totally we're keeping forgot this. who's in the uh, 
using that division. All right, let me mark it. <laughs> I can only think of Toronto. All right, three, two. But yeah, you have to think that Detroit is probably still going to be the bottom half of that division. Uh, I mean, they're still nowhere close to competing with the likes of Boston and Toronto. Um, I think Florida is going to be pretty good. There, there's a lot of uh, a lot of teams in their way. I think they're going to be among the the Buffaloes and the uh, and the Montreals in that division. But you know, they have. They have a good little base. I, I like Larkin. I like Mantha. I like Zadina. I like Valeno. Um, I like Chronic, uh, who is a, a defenseman in their system. Uh, but yeah, they still have some tough years, and they have a lot of tough contracts uh, with very old players that they're going to have to deal with eventually. So, what do you think? About yeah, Detroit? but I think when they when they are able to kind of get rid of that dead weight, the older contracts, the older players. Um, they do have a somewhat promising future. Zadina is going to be a star, in my opinion. I mean, he's he's got great puck handling skills. He's a, an elite scorer. I think that he'll be, you know, kind of the face of the franchise moving forward. Um, that is if they don't stink enough to get Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is probably going to go, or most definitely will go, number one overall this year. Um, and Detroit could be bad enough to end up in the sweepstakes more I mean, or less. they'll be, unless something crazy happens, they'll be in the lottery. And you saw what happened yeah. with the Hurricanes last year. When you're in the lottery, you have a chance. Yeah, or, the, you know, they could end up dropping a few spots. They could be the worst team in the league and drop a few spots. That's kind of how the lottery is now. So, um, But if not, you still have some good players up there. Capo Caco is, a, is another good player. Um, I... I don't know. I I think that yeah, they're gonna stink this year, but their their future is is somewhat promising. And it it was time for a rebuild in Detroit. Um, they're not the team they were in the early two thousands and you know late two thousand, you know like nine ten area. Um, so it was time for a rebuild, and and I think that they have a solid enough foundation. They just need to continue to build on it. Yeah, the uh, the Dotsuk, Zetterberg, Lidstrom days are. And all of them in their heyday are, are long gone. Yeah. Yeah. So um, moving on to the next team is the Florida Panthers. Um, they were a team that finished strong in the second half of the season, but again, missed the playoffs. Now, ultimately, you still have the core together. And that's Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Huberdeau, Ekblad. Um, so, you know, you still have that solid foundation. Now they didn't make many moves this off season and, and redeem Verbata retired and they, you know, they kind of got rid of some moving parts, but the number one thing I think was they acquired Mike Hoffman. Now this was a player that was obviously in the front forefront of all these, you know, things that were coming out of Ottawa with, mm -hmm. with his girlfriend and, and, you know, some of the things that were being said to Eric Carlson, which were, you know, completely out of line, whether those are true or not. Um, so the best part about this was they, you know, they Ottawa sells them to the Sharks, and then the Sharks just sell them to yeah, Florida the, within funny. hours on a better got, deal. Yeah, Ottawa didn't want to trade him within the division, so he, he they trade him to uh, to San Jose, and then San Jose just trades him right back into the Atlantic to Florida for a better return than uh, than Ottawa got in the first place. It was great. Yes. So Doug Wilson will not be receiving any calls anytime soon from an no. Ottawa area code. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, ultimately, if, if the off-ice stuff can get resolved and, you know, he can form a good community and so can his girlfriend, um, I think that he could be a really good player for Florida. Um, we know his ceiling. You know, he's he could put up maybe 50 to 60 points this year. I don't think that's a stretch. Hoffman? Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and, you know, re-signing Petrovic was big. Um, but I think the the question I have is why they decided to go get Brower. Um, yeah. Troy Brower was not needed on that team, I don't think. Um, they already invited Mark Letestu to training camp. So, you know, I just – I don't get the Brower move. But um, – I think that they could be a team that could could threaten for a spot for sure. Um, 
it just matters about Luongo aging and, and, and how Reimer performs, you know, in, in a backup role. Um, so all comes down to goaltending, but I think they can be a competitive team. They had 96 points last season and they still didn't end up in the playoffs. So yeah. I, I think that they, they can be really competitive. I don't think they should be treating a, treated as a laughing stock in this division. Not at all. Florida. I mean, that's a pretty good team. Um, Alexander Barkov might be one of the, or may might be the most underappreciated players in the entire league. I mean, he's a star. Um, that whole team looks pretty good. Uh, Vincent Trocheck is has really come out the past couple of years. Um, Huberto seems to be kind of coming back, doing well. Um, they have a, some good pieces on defense. Of course, that's led by Ekblad, who. I don't think we'll ever live up to the hype that he had, but I, that doesn't mean he's not a good defenseman. Um, you know, they still have Luongo and Bernier and Net, uh, not Bernier. Da uh, da 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 da. Toronto goalie used to be in Toronto, signed a deal there. Who am I thinking of? It's not Bernier. Who is it? Who is Reimer? it? Reimer. Yes, Reimer. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Reimer, yes. Uh, Reimer is, I mean, they, he signed a long-term deal there, uh, so he's still there. Uh, so they should be having some consistent goaltending. Uh, not a whole lot to hate about that team. Uh, I think that they could they could do with, uh, they could add a pretty good defenseman to that team and, and be a little bit better off, but they're going to be in the hunt for a playoff spot for sure. And uh they're an exciting young team, and they still have some good young players coming through the system too. So they're going to be a threat uh, for a good long while, I think. Um, let's move on to Buffalo. So, of course, the big move for Buffalo this offseason was getting Jeff Skinner, uh, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, oh, wow. You're going to say that was the big move? Not getting one of the best defensemen ever? No, I'm oh, joking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They got Rasmus Dahlin, too. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Dahlin, I mean, he's going to be incredible. Uh, we all know that. Uh, they still have Jack Eichel. Casey Middlestat is going to go into his first full season. I think he's going to be incredible. Uh, Evan Rodriguez is a guy that I like on that team that is kind of, you know, kind of an under-the-radar guy, but he's a really solid uh, solid forward. Um they Sam Reinhart is coming off probably his best year in the NHL. He has a, he had a really good span uh, in the second half of the year that was really impressive. Um, Ocposo is coming back. Uh, Ristolainen, uh, people either love him or hate him. Um, he's definitely a talented, capable defenseman, and Rasmus Ristolainen and Rasmus Dahlin could be a pretty dangerous combination uh, defensively. Um, not a boatload of depth, though. That's probably the biggest issue. Uh, once you get past the the top of the lineup, Eichel, Skinner, Darlene, Ristolainen, Middlestat, it kind of starts uh, tapering off a bit. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. They also have Carter Hutton in net, which is interesting. Uh, he was a guy that the Hurricanes have reportedly talked to uh, as a goaltender in free agency. So this will be his first stop as uh, as a you know the number one pretty much in net it'll be interesting to see how he handles it he's you know over 30 I think he's 32 so it'll be interesting to see how that goes but um yeah i mean it's a decent team i think they're getting better uh skinner definitely makes them more dangerous offensively are they a playoff team uh i wouldn't say so uh especially not in that division or in the eastern conference it's a it's a uh it's a bit bit tight there so I, I i don't see them as really a playoff contender they but they're gonna have their their hot games and their hot streaks because they they do have a lot of talent on that roster what do you think about them well i think they're gonna be better than last year and i think that's easy to say i mean especially adding darlene and skinner um but you know they got rid of ryan o'reilly but they brought in some pretty solid players too um saboka berglund and uh and Tage Thompson are, are pretty solid, you know, players. But I think that uh, I think that the best trade they made was actually for Connor Sheary. Um, he's a really good complimentary 
piece. Um, and they got him for spare parts, basically, from Pittsburgh. So um, I, I like that. I like that move a lot. Um, I, I like that they're going to give their young goalie, Linus Olmark, uh, a chance. Um, you I, know, like that, with, I like that with, combination of Olmark and, uh, and Hutton. I think that could work pretty well. Yeah, because best case scenario, Olmark plays extremely well, Hutton plays well, and you know they they are super competitive. Um, I don't think that they're going to be, you know, a team that's going to compete for a spot in the division. But um, you know, I it wouldn't. There's no way they could be worse. Um, they finished 31st in goals per game. Um, that's definitely going to go up. I think you could see them maybe mid 20s, upper 20s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean they're they're built they're gonna build a solid foundation and and it all starts with Darlene for sure. Mm-hmm. They have uh, they have a young defenseman Brendan Gooley, who uh, a lot of people like. Uh, a lot of people like Casey Nelson as well on the blue line last year. He's a younger guy uh, that kind of came out of nowhere and played pretty well. Uh, so yeah, it, it might not be this year that they start to really trend upward, but they they have pieces. They're gonna be good eventually. Um, and when they are good, uh, look out because that Jack Eichel is extremely good, extremely good. And, um, once he's finally given a chance to, you know, have a good team around him and really, really, but when Buffalo starts to really put it together, I think that could be a really entertaining team as well. Now moving on to the dumpster fire that is the Ottawa Senators. Man, oh man, how, you know, (laughs) I don't think it was a fluke. A year ago, before last season, they made, they were literally a goal away. Game seven of overtime against the eventual Stanley Cup champion, Pittsburgh Penguins. Exactly, and they were a very competitive team. Um, They they sought out. They were extremely boring to watch, but they were really good. (laughs) Because all they did was just trap the hell out of Pittsburgh and and just make it defensive, 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 and then, yeah, one goal away. And they sought out a, a star center, and they got him. They got Matthew Shane from the Colorado Avalanche, and then everything just came unraveling. Yeah, oh, man, five, oh, man. They were 5-1-5 five, at the beginning of the year, I think, when they made that trade. Yeah, it it's, it's a mess there. Um, but... You know, they finally got out of the Mike Hoffman situation, but they still have yet to get out of the Eric Carlson situation. Um, he's going into the final year of his contract, and he will get a sizable raise for sure. Um, you know, we're only about two weeks away from training camp, Brett. And, you know, they uh, I think it was Chris Johnson or Elliot Friedman said that talks have heated up a little bit. But it seems like that's all that's been said over the entire course of the summer. So um, I think it's unfair to really judge Ottawa's offseason until we see the results of that trade. Um, You know, the Hoffman ripoff kind of hurts them a little bit, I guess. But, you know, they still get a a roster player in Bodker. Um, So, you know, eh, whatever. Um, You got to fill the roster somehow. Uh, And and. They really kind of just reached to the bottom bin um, or re-signed players that weren't really going to make a big deal. Uh, Nick Paul, Cody Cece. Um, but I think – and also there, the benefit, I guess, for them this offseason, they signed Mark Stone to a one-year deal. Um, players on one-year deal, they play well. I mean it's just statistically proven. Anybody that's on a contract uh, that's about to expire, they play well to keep their job. Um, it, I, I guess it kind of stinks for them that they weren't able to get Mark Stone on a longer term deal. But if I was him, yeah. why would I want to stay there, especially yeah. with all the controversy surrounding Eugene Melnick, um, and just their, their arena deal? Um, it's a mess. So, Mark Stone, I expect him to have a big year, um, but not the Ottawa Senators. Uh, I w- hope that Carlson is traded before the season starts so he's able to truly get. Um, a chance with a new team and not have to adjust on the fly at the deadline or somehow. Um, but that would definitely be the biggest deadline deal ever. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a franchise-slash-lifetime defenseman, um, and it just stinks to see this situation drag on. Yeah, this is... 
Whew. Mark Stone's an, an elite player, in my opinion. Um, I mean, look at this. Look at this roster. Bobby Ryan is getting $7.25 million for four more seasons. Um, Marion Gaborik is getting four point eight seven five a year for three more seasons. Uh, they got Mikhail Botker in the San Jose trade, the first trade of Mike Hoffman. Um, J.G. Peugeot, I like him. I like him as a player. Uh, he's good. Ryan Dezingle but, had a good year. But he, he's not going to be a game-breaker for no, you or anything. I mean, he's like a middle six guy. Probably a third line center. Um, I mean, but beyond that, Colin White's a good young player that they're hoping is going to be good. Magnus Pyarvi is there. He's nothing special. Uh, they got to hope for a really good rookie year from Brady Kachuk. Um, Which we should mention, they opted to use their pick that. Yeah. this year. That, that's what makes and, this really interesting. It, and. You know, the first rounder going back to Colorado in the Duchesne trade. This Ottawa team is probably going to be worse. Um, I guess they wanted the sure thing. They knew they were picking top five this year. And they picked um, Brady Kachuk over Philip Zadina. So. Yeah, and honestly, they could pick top two this year. So would it be insane to actually see Jack Hughes in a Colorado Avalanche jersey? That would be stupid. That would be stupid. Oh, man. If you, I would was Colorado, Eugene Melnick be the most hated man in Canada? Yeah, if I was Colorado, I would I would field offers for that. You could probably oh. get – so if that's a top two pick, and it very well might be, uh, I mean, jeez. Here's the thing. If, if Ottawa trades Eric Carlson, this team is going to be awful. This team is going to be awful. So – like what do you do? I mean, this is like this is a rebuilding team that has to renew or has to rebuild. Um, but they're in a situation that if they tank, they don't get anything. They they get Colorado, their first round pick. It's really, I I they should have taken Philip Zadina in my opinion. Um, Brayakachuk might be what? good. He probably will be a pretty good player, but man. Create chaos. Trade Eric Carlson for your pick back. <laughs> honestly, honestly, they should probably do that. If Colorado oh would do it. Uh, like, honestly. It, is know, that against NHL rules? I don't think it is. No, no it's not. Um, they, they might want to think about it. Like, they need to get a lot for Eric Carlson at this point in order to to trade him because if they trade Carlson that team's awful that defense is gross it's awful they're they're looking at minus Eric Carlson that defense is CC Borowicki Weidman Christian Wallinen uh Thomas Shabbat who has good upside and Ben Harper um Ugh. that's Ugh. that's a terrible team Ugh. um and gross I do like what what they have in the farm system though Brady Kachuk should be a pretty good player. Should be a 20-goal guy eventually um, on a consistent basis. Logan Brown, good player. Uh, Philip Gustafsson is one of my favorite goalie prospects. Uh, he was a, extremely good in Sweden last year, and he's 20 years old. Uh, Alex Formenton is good. Uh, Drake Batherson's really solid. Philip Chlapik is good. Um so it's not like they don't have any anyone coming up. I mean, they have a pretty good farm system, and they have they have Colin White on the team. They have solid young pieces, but none of those players scream uh, like star star player to me. Unless Brady Kachuk can somehow turn into that, so they got to get something for really good for Carlson if they're going to trade him. So that's where I stand on it. All right, so the last team in the Atlantic Division that we have to talk about is the T Tampa Bay Lightning. So, pretty good team, right? Really good team, actually, last year. Uh, yes. Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov was absolutely amazing. Kucherov and Stamkos were far and away the best combination in hockey. 
uh, for a vast majority of the year. Uh, Braden Point has turned into a great top six center. Uh, Yanni Gord had a great rookie year. Um, they, they, I mean, the defense is still absurd. Victor Hedman, they extended Ryan McDonough. Anton Strawman's entering the final year of his deal. Coburn and Girardi are entering the last years of their deal. So that's money off the books next summer. Mikhail Sergachev is a young star defenseman. Vasilevsky was a Vesna finalist. I mean, the list goes on and on and on uh, about how good this team is and, and how they also have some pretty solid players coming up as well. Um, Cal Foote is a, is a defenseman that they're excited about. Uh, Taylor Radish is pretty good. Uh, they traded some of their prospects to New York for for uh, McDonough, but they still got some pretty solid players coming up regardless. They traded Howden, and uh, they traded uh, defenseman as well. But, um, Justin, I know one, one move they made over the offseason that you didn't like was the JT Miller extension. He got five years, $5.25 million dollars, uh, tell me how you feel about that contract extension. I hate it. I hate it so much. I mean, come on, guys. You're you've been so smart for now, and you've made some wonderful trades. You've drafted so well, and then you sign JT Miller to that. Come on, really? He's a good player. He's, He's a, a player. solid player. He's not worth that much over that term. Um, yes, the cap is rising, um, so you're going to see some numbers start to rise, and you're going to be like, huh, what? But I mean that's just inflation for you, but um, yeah. Okay, last year, Miller. Last year, he had forty points in sixty-three games in New York. It's not bad. It's pretty good. And then he went to Tampa. Ten goals, eight assists in nineteen games in the regular season. It's pretty good. But he is not going to be a point per game player for the Tampa <laughs> Bay Lightning this year, guaranteed. <laughs> um, but I think. Um, one of the, the big – I mean, obviously the big storyline was getting Nikita Kucherov re-signed. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are in a very precarious position this year. This is the last year that he's on his current term before that contract kicks in. Mm-hmm. So I hate to say it, but Tampa Bay, it's now or never, really. Um, they're up there in Stanley Cup odds, I think, out of, out of Vegas um, between them and Toronto. Um, so they're up pretty high. Um but I, I think it's now or never for them. They they have got to get to at least the Eastern Conference Championship. Um, you know, it it there's no excuses. Vasilevsky's better now. Um, you know, you have a solid defense. You probably have, if not one of the best offenses, uh, you know, I mean the best offense. Yeah, it's um, they finished them it finished Toronto, about probably. yeah yeah and they had 113 points last year eighth in goals per game sixth in goals against so they they played well and they have one of the best power play units um but yeah i think i have to say it's now or never and it's going to be a it's going to be big battles i think the true rivalry this year is not going to be between boston and and toronto it's going to be between toronto and tampa bay um those are the games you're going to want to tune into and boy oh boy are there going to be a lot of goals in them yeah so um, yeah, I, I think that they're going to be, if not the top team in the East, they're going to be up there. So, um, they have nothing to worry about. Um, just continue to play their game. But I, yeah, I, I think they had a somewhat quiet off season and more just got business done, which needed to get done. Now they have been rumored in some Carlson trades. I don't see them trading him within the division <laughs> unless San Jose decides <laughs> to flip him, him again. <laughs> Maybe they'll flip him and get a better deal for so, him. Yeah. So um, I don't see that happening. Um, but, man, oh, man, could you imagine a Carlson-Hedman uh, yeah, pairing that's like, that's on, like a, on a power play or something? That's oh, like my a, gosh. That's like a dream combination, honestly. Like that's, Oh, my gosh. That's like – you go into NHL 18 and you yep, uh, and make that tr- you trade everything trade. yeah and make it happen yeah. but but for them it'd be what a few firsts and some prospects or so, I don't know yeah. but um yeah i mean they they're they're going to be a very very good team but thank you for listening to our Atlantic Division previews um next up I don't know which division we're going to do next. We're going to do someone out west, but we're definitely going to finish up uh, with the Metro and kind of give you uh, a bigger Canes preview when we know how the roster is, sh- is yeah. shaping out to that, be. That Hurricanes so. preview should be 
the first week of October before the opening night game on the 4th. So that will either be October 1st or 2nd. That's when the full Hurricanes preview is coming out. Which sounds like a long ways away, but we are actually, yeah, only a few weeks away. So When you're um, listening to this, it's going to be about four weeks. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Um, But yes, you can follow us at Canes Country on Twitter. Uh, Like us at Canes Country on Facebook and at Canes Country Picks on Instagram. Maybe one day you'll be able to follow Brett. Um, Until not, maybe he'll he'll just keep tweeting Twitter and tell them how much he hates them. So um, thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate or subscribe on iTunes um, and leave us a review. we'll, We'll read it. Make it funny. We we like it. Especially yeah. the uh yeah, because we're not funny. Yeah, you have to not. remember that. We're not. So uh thank you for listening and goodbye.